It's a parade inside our city, yeah. 2,000 subscribers, yeah. You guys are listening to us, yeah. And you're also watching on YouTube, yeah. Uh, uh, it's Locked on Grizzlies, yeah. It's a parade because we got subscribers and we're here to say, hey, that didn't rhyme. I'm sorry about that, but it's time to lock in and... That is that. I'm really bad at this. We probably just need to <laughs> lock in, on Grizzlies. We're locked in. You are locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for being with us here on this celebratory Friday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. And thank you, hopefully, for not retracting your subscription to the podcast out of my terrible performance that I did <laughs> at the start of the show. I apologize. That was off the cuff. We just we were just going to be happy. And you know what? I was happy. DeMichael played along with it. He felt sorry for me. Uh, but thank you so much. We are officially over 2,000 subscribers. Okay, so we baby. are so, so thankful that you guys have made us a part of your Locked On experience, your Grizzlies experience, your NBA experience. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media and SB Nation, to Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I'm a writer for SB Nation, a contributor is the fair way to put it. And I also am the current head of Grizzlies content over at Bluff City Media. So not to toot our own horn or pat our own back too aggressively, but we're, we're two folks that if you want to learn more about the Memphis Grizzlies, I think you're in a safe space to do so. Again, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. And I also want to shout out our sponsor sponsor, excuse me, for this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. That's fun. So go check out birddogs.com. Uh, we didn't really give much of what the show is going to be about in our cold. We did. We did. So they got to tune in, right? We were very excited about our 2,000 subscribers. Uh, but today, DeMichael and I are going to do a bit of a draft. We're, we're going to draft it up a little bit here in terms of players that we want to make sure we see on the Memphis Grizzlies the going safest, into the 2023-2024. Right. So it's the it's the guys that if we were in charge, right, if I was the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, if the Michael was the DM of the Memphis Grizzlies, maybe we were co-GMs, and for some reason we were, you know, inebriated, and we decided this was how we were going to start our offseason, uh, we would go back and forth and say, okay, who do we need to keep? Who needs to be mm-hmm. here, whether it's for the short term or the long term? Right. So I think we do need to set those parameters. These are guys that we see not necessarily just being contributors next year, but long term in terms of roster building as well. You can be uh, Zach Kleiman. I'll I'll Mm. be Tayshawn Prince. How come Uh, I can't be Tayshawn Prince? Unless you want to be. I mean, I kind of want to be Tayshawn Prince. Okay, well, that's fine. No, I'll be Zach Kleiman. I I can be I can be Zach. I I was going to let you see. No, Kleiman gets the credit. I wanted you to get the credit. I, I can I, I can work it. behind the scenes and you know uh, do all the dirty work behind the scenes. I, I I'm fine with that. All right, all right, fine. I'll be Zach Kleiman, I guess, and you can be Tayshawn Prince. You can be the NBA champion, 
and, and I'll, I'll oh, oh that's how you look yeah that's, that's, that's kind of how i felt but that's all right <laughs> so anyway we're going to start this exercise off by saying that john morant despite his recent transgressions jaron jackson jr desmond bain despite yep. my recent writings over at bluffcitymedia.co where i do come up with a trade idea sending desmond bain to boston for jalen brown uh along with four first round picks and a lot of other stuff um in my article over at bluffcitymedia.co I elaborate that that's not going to happen. That's not a trade that's going to occur. I think the Grizzlies have their three stars. It's Morant, it's Bain, it's Jackson Jr. The question becomes, do they get a fourth star? Do they elaborate on depth? How do they build it all up? And that's what we're going to be focused on here. So assuming those three guys are safe, without further adieu, uh, Tayshawn, DeMichael, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will allow for you, because I am so kind, to have the first pick of our draft here. Who is the next guy, in your opinion, that has to be on the Memphis Grizzlies going into next season? Shout out to our followers from New Zealand. Because ah. I'm going with the big Kiwi. It's Steven Adams for me. And this is actually one of the easier ones for me. Uh, if you look at the Grizzlies pre-Steven Adams uh you know, uh, before Steven Adams got here, Jonas Valanciunas, they were a really good rebounding team, right? And when Steven Adams got here, as good as they were at rebounding, they got even better. And in the screen setting, all the little things that he does to the game, some of those things were taken for granted, I would say, until we saw this team play for the first time an extended period of time without Steven Adams. Mm. And, I mean, he, he's he's so important. Uh, you think about that Lakers series that I, I won't riff on it with it too much, but Anthony Davis killed this team on the boards. And you can only yeah. imagine that that doesn't happen if you have Stephen Adams. It's not just Anthony Davis. There were so many other games where the Grizzlies did not look like the same team from before February when it came to rebound. We've talked about it. I think the Grizzlies were the number one offensive rebounding team uh, in the NBA before Stephen Adams got hurt. And they fell to third or fourth in the NBA uh, yeah. defensive rebounding. They were at the top, fell to fourth. Uh, he he was a huge factor, and we saw. I mean, there was the Clippers game. Remember that game in March where Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both had uh, double digit rebounds. That doesn't happen if Stephen mm -hmm. Adams on the floor. My point is, it's simple. Stephen Adams on the floor. You got one of the best rebounders in the NBA. He's a big part of the identity of this team. The Grizzlies like to rebound so they can get out in transition, run the floor. The screen assist is big for players like Desmond Bain. John Morant, he and Desmond Bain have a nice little uh, chemistry there with the back cuts and things like that. He's just a perfect fit with that top trio. And it, we talked about what he does for Jaron Jackson Jr. He allows Jaron to play the floor and roam because when you got Steven Adams on the back end, you can use him to guard those bigger bodies that Jaron had to guard more of right. uh, when Steven Adams got hurt. Steven Adams is the next uh, player on that list. I would say you you, you can't trade him. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the – the, the injury and all that over over time, but all signs point towards eventually, you know, he'll be healthy. Uh, it's non-surgical right now. Steven Adams is the guy for me. Who, who, who's next for you? I agree with the Steven Adams pick. That also would have been mine. Wonderful job, partner. Uh, good job, Tayshawn. Uh, hopefully you'll yeah. be nice to me. We're on the same page. On one later, and you won't go-go gadget arm me when, when I try to shoot over uh, your shot. Uh, my selection as fake mock Zach Kleiman would be Luke Kennard. And it's for a similar reason to yours, although the skills are different, of course. Steven Adams is an elite NBA screener. He is an elite NBA offensive rebounder. He has elite NBA skills. 
Luke Kennard has an elite NBA skill. He is elite as a three-point shooter. He is one of the best three-point shooters in the entire National Basketball Association. Doesn't mean that he isn't flawed as a player. His defense leaves a lot to be desired. I'd like to see him handle the ball a little bit better. But he has the capacity to facilitate offense. Again, he has the elite. I I keep saying that word because we, as the Memphis Grizzlies, remember we're the mock Memphis Grizzlies here, We need to continue to have people that are elite at doing something. Don't have to be superstars necessarily, Mm -hmm. but they need to be elite at what they do if they are not malleable in terms of position. And Luke Kennard is very much that. So our fifth pick here, my first pick, uh, as we build our untradeable, and again, all these guys beyond Jaw and Bain and Jaron, if somebody called and offered Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Davis (laughs) – or DeMontis Sabonis for any of these people. You got to make that deal. By Steven Adams, right? I want to stress that. But in terms of reality in our world, these are the guys that we're keeping. So you kept Steven Adams. I'm keeping Luke Kennard. We have time before our first break here for one more selection to Michael. And this is where it starts to get tricky because there are a couple Mm. guys I would weigh here. And quite frankly, I would say you could make an argument for putting this guy above Luke Kennard. You can make an argument. I wouldn't do it, but I would listen to someone who would make the argument. I'm going to go Santi Aldama right here. Ooh, okay. And this is more about potential. This is this is a guy you have on a rookie contract. Remember, only two seasons so far. So right. you, you, you're going to have him for, for three more seasons on that deal if you just you know accept the options and whatnot. But the thing is, the offensive potential – was there. He knows he has to get bigger. He knows that he gets has to get stronger. I trust that there will be some progress in that area. As he fills out, gets bigger and gets stronger, I think naturally he'll become a better defender. If you look at where his defensive breakdowns were, uh, a lot of it was physicality and a lot of it was just the mental grasping of the game. I think mentally now as he goes into a second full season, he'll be more mentally prepared to uh, be in the in the right positions and, and to rotate to the right place, so you won't have games like that that game against the Knicks first game of the season where he left. Uh, I forgot who it was that first game of the season was R.J. Barrett. Uh, he left the guy wide open uh, in the corner on a three point. No, it was uh, it was Cam Reddish. He left Cam Reddish wide open on a three pointer, and then you know the games against uh, Laurie Marketing when he got all the open threes, Kelly Olynyk and whatnot against the Jazz. Uh, he should be mentally more prepared because all the physical traits are there. And my thing is, if you trade this guy, there's some potential that he goes to another team and turns into an offensive force. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama seems like a front court for the future. That's that's why I said this is a this is a future pick for me. I, I think sure. uh, Stephen Adams is is great right now, and Stephen Adams has two more years on his deal. But once those two years are up. I think you can make a strong case that at that point, if Santi Aldama continues an upward trajectory, he should be ready to be a starter. And, man, a front court with the offensive upside of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Santi Aldama. Santi already moves well on the defensive end. Now you combine more smarts, more physical, more you know physicality. I think that you can make an argument that his, his ceiling is enough to put him this high on the list. I would say as of this point, he is the best young prospect the Memphis Grizzlies have that isn't the three guys that we mentioned at the top, Ja, Bain, or Jaron. So I support that selection as well. See, we're on the same page so far, partner. Yeah, this is yeah. easy. What are what are Zach Kleiman and Tayshawn Prince complaining about? All this trade stuff, this is going to be just fine. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we will continue our untradeable, in air quotes, exercise 
who needs to be with the Memphis Grizzlies heading into next season. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And I don't know about you, DeMichael, but I got my pair of Bird Dogs and whoo, they are comfortable. They fit just right. I look great. I feel great. Rocking Bird Dogs. They are stretchy. My legs, I got to tell you, I'm more of a top-heavy guy. I'm kind of Kool-Aid man. I'm very, you know, you knock my legs out, I'll fall right over. But they, they even make my stems look nice. And again, <laughs> they feel better than any other pair of shorts or pants that I've ever worn. And they're versatile. You can wear these things playing golf, bowling alley, going out on a date with my wife. It's my wife's birthday today. Love you, honey. Yeah. Guess what I'm going to wear on our date? Bird dogs, because not only am I going to look good, I'm going to feel good, too. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, and when you enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with each and every order. Again, that is birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the promo code LockedOnNBA and get yourself a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler. Plus, be the sharpest dressed person at the next party or event you go to and feel good while doing it. We'll be back with our continuation of our thought exercise. Who needs to be on the Grizzlies next year? We'll keep talking about that next on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Molinax, joined by the incomparable. I haven't used that word to describe you. Yeah, yes, that's a good one. The incomparable to Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Follow him on Twitter at Demichael C. Follow me at Joe Molinax. Thank you again for getting us over 2,000 subscribers, all of our everydayers, everybody that has helped Locked on Grizzlies grow in the past year. DeMichael's been around for a year or so now on the podcast. I'm still in my first year. Not bad for two rookie-ish campaigns, you know, doubling up in subscribers over the last year or so. So thank you guys so much. Again, obviously, Sean Coleman did a great job building the, the podcast with you as well. And before DeMichael came on board, um, I, I just really am grateful and thank you. And, and I'm excited to continue to work with the Michael and keep making the show bigger and better each and every day as proud parts of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So let's review to Michael. So far, we have Ja, Jared, and Bain because, duh. Um, I sel- or excuse me, you selected Stephen Adams yep. for your first pick. I then took Luke Kennard. We talked about what they're elite at. I think those are two smart, good picks. For sure. And then you took Santi Aldama pointing to the future right saying that he's good now could be really good later could be a perfect front court running mate with jaron two years down the road potentially with steven adams maybe is no longer with the memphis grizzlies i'm good with all that my next pick might surprise you partner okay because i feel like there's someone here who makes total sense for me to pick okay but i'm gonna go off the beaten path and i'm gonna admit something that i don't like admitting i was wrong and I'm going to say that the next person that the Memphis Grizzlies need on this roster going into next season is Xavier Tillman Sr. Mm. And that is not something that I would have said a year ago. No, no. Before not I was you. a full-blown member of the of the Lockdown Grizzlies family. And I certainly wouldn't have said it going back to Summer League and the preseason, the time that he was down with the G League, literally during the regular season this past season. Xavier Tillman has proved a lot of people, myself, wrong. He had a tremendous playoffs. I would argue that outside of maybe Luke Kennard uh, with his shooting in particular, nobody did better to help their future value than Xavier Tillman. Even if it just means getting an NBA extension when perhaps he wasn't going to be in the league after another year or so, or maybe he'd be fighting as an end of rotation, end of roster guy if the Grizzlies let him go. 
I think there's a realistic shot he gets extended by Memphis this offseason because of the work that he did, not just in that Lakers series, but everything leading up to it. He's a consummate professional, and not to go down the rabbit hole of earlier this week, the Grizzlies need consummate professionals in the building. And I think Xavier Tillman is a guy who does enough. I don't think he's a starting center in the NBA, but as a fourth big in the NBA, if we say Santi's number three, you can do a hell of a lot worse than Xavier Tillman Sr. So that is going to be my next pick. I think X needs to stick around. Yeah, and if I could add, uh, the Grizzlies Please. have X on a super cheap deal right now. So I want right. to make sure that people understand that that is a factor when we talk about, you know, mm. who do you want to trade, who who do you not want to trade? Because Correct. at the end of the day, you're shipping out X's, what is it, around $2, 3000000 million right now? I think it's you, $1.9 million point, yeah. team option, something like that. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're shipping, shipping out a less than $2 million worth of salary. You're not going to get anything in return for that. Mm. So that has to be factored in. Your bang for your buck with Xavier Tillman Sr. is so good right now that I think having him in that spot is, you know, a, a reasonable uh, s- selection. Now, with that being said, I'm kind of going to, gonna, gonna uh, you know, pick a, pick a limb off of your tree as well. And I'm going to go with David Roddy. Yes. I know that's that's you. You didn't expect me. There was another name. There was another name you expected me to say before that. But but I digress. Let me explain. Let me explain. Because, again, when you're talking about if you trade guys out, what holes are created on the team? Mm -hmm. Uh, There are guys below this that we haven't said yet. If you trade them out, uh, guys that are already on the team or potential guys who could be brought in would Mm -hmm. likely fill those roles right now. If you look on the Grizzlies roster, defensive wing stoppers, you don't really see that guy uh, without Dylan Brooks being here. Now, again, I talked to Dylan Brooks a lot last season about David Roddy. Probably talked to Dylan Brooks about David Roddy more than anybody outside of John Moran. <laughs> and he he thinks highly of the game. He thinks highly of David Roddy. He, he has really kind of took him under his wing. He loves his defensive potential. Taylor Jenkins loves his defensive potential. We've already talked about it. The fact that when Dylan Brooks left that uh, game, got ejected against the Lakers. Uh, who was it? He didn't bring Luke Kennard in the game. No. He brought David Roddy in. Said, go guard True. LeBron James. Uh, we've seen him guard Kevin Durant. We've seen him guard, you know, the Lucas of the world. We've seen him guard all these guys. It's all, you know, it's kind of why the Grizzlies are so high on his defensive potential. So the point of me having him here is, again, he's a rookie, so you got potentially four more seasons of him on this cheap deal. And right now, the Grizzlies don't have that big wing defensive stopper type guy. He's a guy who can potentially develop into that. Let's say, hey, you you go out and acquire your starting small forward, and, again, that's one guy. You need at least two guys you can say, hey, Line him up against Kawhi Leonard. Line him up against, you know, Paul George. Line him up against LeBron James. Uh, I'm sure they're going to feel that with the starting small forward position, like Dylan Brooks was kind of uh, that guy. But you want to have that uh, a backup to that guy, too. And if you trade David Roddy, I'm not sure there's anyone else currently on the roster who fills that role. I would agree. So David Roddy is your pick. I'm going to do uh, my last one here before we go to our final break. And then when we come back from that break, we're going to go lightning round. We're going to go back and forth a little bit faster. And we'll reach our final name, which I think might surprise some people. But, again, if you think about the logic of They'll the get it. Styles, They'll get it. It will make sense by the end. So my pick here, uh, I could have gone in one of two different directions. I thought about going Jake LaRavia because uh, you sold me a little bit earlier in the week yeah. on LaRavia in our conversation. But I'm going to go Zaire Williams because it's hard to quit something, mm. right? It's hard to give up 
something. And it's, you know, you and I were on the Zaire train. We were very yeah. much bought into the Zaire Williams vibe going into the season. And I am going to choose to be positive when it comes to Zaire and say he was injured. He wasn't able to recover. It was adversity that he just wasn't equipped to get over. So I am going to say I am not ready to trade Zaire. If he gets traded, again, I can't stress enough. If that happens and it brings in a that starting wing that you mentioned earlier, by Zaire, right? I, I want to make that clear. But if we're ranking them, there are other guys that I would feel better departing the roster before Zaire Williams. And we'll talk about the rest of those names, not including the two-way contract, yeah. right? Because that's a little more flexible. Because I don't agree with this one. But oh, we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk we'll a little have bit to more. come back to it. We'll okay, to it. well, you you have the next pick, so maybe you can pick up on that when we return here on Locked On Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I'm Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts of the now over 2,000 subscribers on Locked On Grizzlies podcast here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, however you're subscribed, rating, reviewing, liking, commenting, it's appreciated. Joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the Commercial Appeal, they're in Memphis, Tennessee. He covers the Grizzlies for that publication. I'm a Grizzlies columnist for Bluff City Media. I also do some contributions to SB Nation. We're working on an exercise where we are picking guys that we're not ready to say goodbye to yet. We want them to be on the 2023-2024 Memphis Grizzlies roster. I left off our draft with Zaire Williams and yeah. uh, Mock Tayshon DeMichael. Uh, you said that you had a brief disagreement, and then we got to get into the lightning round here. Yeah. Uh, so we we are able to send our our wonderful uh, people joining us on this journey about their Friday and their weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know there's a name that people are wondering why have they heard it yet, and and mm. it's the name that I expected you to say uh, a couple minutes ago, and that's Brandon Clark. Ah. I, I I know I know the the history with torn Achilles, but I I also know uh, the history of how medicine has come a very long <laughs> way. So with that being said, uh, I'm not expecting him to come back and just all of a sudden have a 32 inch vertical. Like let's 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 Brandon Clark is a is a freak athlete. I think with that floater that he has, it's not going to go anywhere. And here's the thing. There's the safety valve that you get with Brandon Clark. The position versatility, the ability to rim run is why he plays so good alongside of Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I think you have something there that's always going to be a, a potential go-to lineup. You, let's not forget two seasons. Well, really last season, because this is still this season is still going on technically. Last season against the Timberwolves, you can make an argument that that was the best player for the Grizzlies, sure. Brandon Clark, right up there with Desmond Bain. He I'm won that disagree. series against the Timberwolves. Uh, I still think there's value there. I know we since we talked about contracts and Xavier Tillman's contract being small, we can kind of twist it as it pertains to Brandon Clark. I know that is where Joe's brain is probably thinking over there. Uh, since his, his contract is bigger now, uh, you can potentially get a bigger piece in a mm. trade package with Brandon Clark. But I don't, I don't think – I think Brandon Clark is a part of your core – uh, to this point, uh, he's not your 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 elite core, but the chemistry that he has with Jaron Jackson Jr. in the front court and Ja, uh, him and Ja being in the same class and all of that, I think uh, there's something special there. But we got to get through the rest of these guys too. I think you have to go into next season assuming that Brandon Clark is dead money for the 2023-2024 mm. season. I'm not sure that I can be as optimistic as you. So much Probably of his game. Him back. So much of his game, well, not mock climbing, at least not at full <laughs> strength. I, I think that 
so much of his game is predicated on his ability to leap and that second leap, right? It's not just the first jump. Yeah. It's his ability to get off the floor quickly afterwards. He is so dependent on that verticality that I'm nervous to see what he will look like. You've, you've shared with us in the past that Zach Kleiman and others have said they think he's ahead of schedule. Maybe he does come back around the all-star break. Maybe that's realistic uh, going into next season. That's, you know, just speculation at that point. Yep. Uh, but I, I do worry about what a player who is so dependent on his athleticism is going to look like after an Achilles injury. But you are correct. It is 2023. They do have better technology now than they said, you know, even 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Much less 20 or 30. Uh, lightning round. My next selection is going to be Jake LaRavia. I'm going to take Jake LaRavia off the board. I think that he, for all the reasons you've mentioned throughout the week, strong shooter, has the skill, obviously a recent first-round pick. We're going to keep Jake LaRavia around and see if he can develop into another wing combo forward that can shoot the ball and provide spacing. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that one. And and I understand, you know, going with Jake LaRavia there uh, makes sense. So we have... Which guys do we have left at this point? Um, we currently have again. We're not including the two-way contract guys. Yep. So not, not including the two-way. We guys. currently have Tyus Jones, John Conchar, and Kenny Lofton Jr. And I want to reiterate, reiterate for our audience: this is not necessarily the best player. These are the guys that DeMichael and I, as we go through the exercise, it has to make financial sense and all financial that. sense, trade value, yep. fit with the roster long term. Again. Do I think that Tyus Jones is a better basketball player right now than Jake LaRavia? Absolutely. But we're looking at long-term fit. We're trying to be responsible roster constructors. So those are our last three here. Tyus Jones, John Conchar, Kenny Lofton Jr. Well, I'll go ahead and knock Jr. out. I, I, I think I think the thing with Jr. is uh, the Grizzlies value him. They want him to be Clearly. here. Uh, but right now, it's it's a troublesome spot because I'm trying to figure out where are they going to play him. Uh, you, you you got Stephen Adams potentially being healthy at the beginning of the season. Then you're going to have a uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. You're going to have X. You're going to have Santi Aldama. That's four bigs right there. Who who is who is he going to leapfrog in the rotation for those minutes? Uh, then there's the potential when Brandon Clark gets back. Now you got five guys who will likely be ahead of him in the rotation, uh, given health. So it's more of the logjam, which is why I think he's he's fell to this point uh, in the conversation because they're so deep with the bigs. Uh, a, a lot of teams, uh, that's that's the reason that, the reason that trading uh, has become important because what you usually do is you trade from a strength, and the Grizzlies are very strong in the front court. Uh, that's why I think Kenneth Lofton Jr. there. So now we got a couple names left, and I got a feeling we where do. you're going right here. I I – you know, it pains me because, again, do I think Tyus Jones is a better basketball player than John Conchar? Yes. Would I be okay with John Conchar getting traded? Yes. That's why he's lasted this long in our rankings. But break in case of emergency, when you look at the advanced numbers of this Grizzlies roster this past season, this past regular season at least, John Conchar was one of the constants and a lot of the most efficient and effective five-man lineups he is malleable he is like flavorless rice right i think i've used that description of conchar oh, before that's your that's your you, yeah you that's can, your conchar description you can add flavor to him and he absorbs it and he passes it along and he can play with just about anybody 
So again, do I want him in my rotation? Absolutely not. Do I think that he, for five games, if somebody's out for whatever reason, can play basketball at the NBA level? Yeah, and I'm fine with him on this Grizzlies roster in that role, which leads us to the final name. And again, I, I hopefully folks understand the premise of the show. This is the guy that DeMichael and I feel is the most likely to be, maybe not most likely to be traded. We would be most okay if he was traded. I think a lot and, of people feel that way, so they understand. And for me, it is because of the inability for him to play alongside John Morant. Again, put the suspension stuff aside. John Morant's eventually going to play basketball for the Memphis Grizzlies again. He's being paid a lot of money to do it. And when John Morant returns, you need guys, especially in the backcourt, that are able to play next to him. The backup point guard moving forward cannot be so limited. Tyus is like what Jonas Valanciunas was. And I've used this comparison with Dylan mm. in terms of the Grizzlies culture. Tyus was the training wheels for jaw, right? And obviously it might seem like a tough time to take the training wheels off. It's like the, the kid just somehow did a double somersault off the training wheels and you're deciding to take them off anyway. But you cannot move forward as a championship contending team and not take advantage of a backup point guard who on a large chunk of the NBA's rosters, maybe not all of the NBA rosters because, you know, Jamal Murray still exists and other places that have better point guards. But mm -hmm. Tyus Jones could start on eight to ten teams in the NBA, in my opinion, right now. And that holds value in terms of trades when you are trying to find a starting wing. So Tyus Jones in three first-round picks, that might sound costly, but if it gets you OG and an OB, if it gets you a wing of that ilk, that to me makes it worth saying Tyus is not going to be on this roster. So because of the fact he's such a better starter and that's not going to happen long-term in Memphis, because he holds value as someone on an expiring contract that people that want to be competitive, you can make a legitimate argument that that guy coming in makes you competitive. He has a matchable salary in terms of 14-ish million dollars. He has one of those deals that's tradable. You send him to a better situation for him personally as a starter. It makes all the sense in the world to me that this should be the offseason where Tyus Jones leaves the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, for all the reasons you just said pretty much, uh, is starting with the salary. Uh, he's on an expiring contract, and you be honest with yourself at this point because at the end of the day, this is how I view it. If you got a player on an expiring contract, you have to ask yourself, one, will this player want to come back? Two, will we want to bring this player back? The Grizzlies will want to bring it back. Three, will it make financial sense to bring that player back? It did last offseason when the Grizzlies signed Tyus Jones, uh, re-signed him to a two-year contract to come back to Memphis. Next offseason, you got to remember, John Morant will be in the second year of his his, his contract extension that takes up 25% of the salary cap. Mm -hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s contract is descending, but it's still a bunch of money. Desmond Bain's second contract will kick in. More than likely, if he signs a contract extension this summer, which we fully expect, but even if he re-signed as a restricted free agent next summer, his contract will kick in uh, that season potentially with a whole bunch more money attached to it. Brandon Clark's contract extension kicks in this season the Grizzlies are going to have a lot of money 
tied into a lot of important guys. Uh, Steven Adams will be in the second year of his deal. Uh, with all that being said, it wouldn't. it's just not going to make financial sense to bring Tyus back at the dollars that he earns. And once you accept that part of it, say, hey, look, <laughs> we, we brought him back at $15 million last year, but that was before uh, Brandon Clark's contract extension kicked in. That was before John Morant's contract extension kicked mm-hmm. in. That was before Desmond Bain's contract extension kicked in. Times will be different. So with all that being said, uh, it just it makes the most financial sense because it's going to be hard for me seeing even when he becomes a free agent, it's going to be hard to see the Grizzlies having the dollars if he continues to play at the level he's played. He's going to command uh, over the mid-level exception, which he did this past uh, offseason when he got uh, upwards of $14, $15 million a year. And if he gets that type of salary again, it makes perfect sense to go ahead and get something for him now while you can. And not only get something for him, get something really good. We're talking about potential starting small forward. Yeah. For him. And here's the thing. You can upgrade small forward. You still got your starting point guard in job. And the backup, the, the free agency uh, point guard market, uh, where you can get some guys on some cheap dollars who started, who have starting experience and who can kind of fit in to basically to, you know, be good complementary pieces for mm-hmm. how many ever games jives out. I think uh, you can survive that way. It's, I've seen some people throw out potential lineups or if you trade for a small forward, you start Desmond Bain and Luke Kennard alongside each other in the backcourt and go with your, your small forward and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams. There are so many ways the Grizzlies could go with it, but I think uh, the value of the backup point guard position is not worth $15 million, $14 million a year. And at the end of the day, it's hard for me to see Tyus Jones re-signing again because the dollars are going to change. The Grizzlies didn't have all this money committed to the future when they re-signed Tyus Jones the first time. It's different this time around. And you want to be able to get something for someone as good as Tyus Jones. You don't let a guy that good just mm-hmm. walk out of here for nothing unless, you know, he's a very essential piece to your championship uh, team. And I think the Grizzlies can survive. Uh, I, I know. I, I Look, 13-9 and nine this season uh, with them as starter. I think they were 19-4. and four last season so you're talking about 32 and 13 that's a 71 percent win percentage no i didn't think of that number on the top of my head i'm not that good at math i already looked it up <laughs> but, but a 71 percent win percentage you know, that's that's a that's on par for 58 59 wins over a regular season he's an important dude but at the end of the day uh this is a business it's a cutthroat business and it makes the most sense and again, it's it's not that you don't value Tyus Jones. You're saying that you value him enough to understand that you're not going to be yeah. able to afford him. Tyus Jones at $15 million a year made sense when John Morant was on a rookie contract. Yep, That's not the case any longer. You have to make that move now. Now is the time. Again, Tyus to Toronto, Tyus to Brooklyn, Tyus to Washington, Tyus to Los Angeles either LA team to be honest with you there's lots of ways that this could play out and I think that Tyus is that guy to help them get that starting small forward now how much they want to pay on top of Tyus is where it's going to be interesting to see play out but it sounds like you and I are on the same page we think that Tyus Jones thank you for your service you've had a good Memphis Grizzlies career we look forward to seeing you get paid somewhere else in the near future Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Grizzlies each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Again, over 2,000 subscribers here now on YouTube. Very appreciated. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all those fun things. 
On the Monday episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, DeMichael, it might be a good time to check in on the the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals just to see how things are going. Uh, We could talk about all sorts of different angles as uh, the NBA Draft Combine concludes. You know, the 25th overall pick, we could start looking at the NBA Draft. How excited are we to select a player at 25th overall? There's names we could talk about, but I'm going to be honest with you, DeMichael, I'm kind of tired of of drafting these young guys in the late to mid twenties or early to mid twenties. Save it, Joe. Save it. Save it. Save it. Don't 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 give them all the sauce just yet. Don't give them all the sauce yet. We 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 gonna talk about it. We're gonna have a fun Monday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies, and hopefully you'll be with us for that. So for my wonderful partner DeMichael Cole, I am Joe Molinax. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and make sure you're right back here with us on Monday. Stay locked in. This is Lockdown Grizzlies.